0: what up guys welcome back to another episode of nick and manny's infinite podcast it's me manny here as always and then also here with my buddy my pal it's nick hi Nuck.
1: what's up buddy how you doing oh you know i'm doing well are you that sounded a little funny you sure you're doing okay yeah i'm doing really good today was Not a good damn. day
0: that voice just last raised week has been a good day oh yeah oh. it's been a good day wait did
1: you say the last week has been a good day
0: uh, you heard me didn't mm, you okay
1: yeah yeah it makes total sense
0: it always makes sense <laughs> but yeah we're here we're here it's 2023 first yeah. podcast of 2023 that's we uploaded right. last one in 2023 but we recorded that in 2022
1: that's right i, sl- I was slacking there
0: that that is true But, you know, you've been busy with work. Mm -hmm. I've been busy laying in bed, stretching my back, acting like a cat.
1: Acting like a cat? Okay.
0: Yeah, because cats are lazy fucks. You don't do anything.
1: That's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Never had a cat, but that's my understanding.
0: Yeah. This is me coming out to say immediately, Stray is not in my top 10 games of 2022. Oh, you fucker. Get that game out of here. That game was nominated for Game of the Year was it really it was nominated for game of the year
1: interesting okay i didn't play much from this year as we'll get into in a little bit so um yeah that like i wouldn't have been able to tell you what got nominated for game of the year except the one that won basically
0: yeah because cats that that's why i've heard worse reasons i've also heard better reasons fair enough okay what were you gonna say Nothing. I'm just here to say, you know, it's 2023. We're here, but we mm-hmm. are talking about the best things that came out in 2022. We are. Where do you want to start? I mean, we have less to talk about games. So That's I true. guess let's start with that and then we'll go into the movies. The movies. The yeah. movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can you tell that we talk to each other a lot? That we maybe did just the same bit. Vin Diesel reference. Mm hmm. Yo, it's the pavster What up, Yo, Max? How up, you Max? doing? Spider, my goat, miss Rizzle. That's true. We're making some good jokes today.
1: Max, how are you feeling after I kicked your ass in FIFA? <laughs> oh. Manny wasn't ready for that.
0: Count me out of this one. I don't want nothing to <laughs> oh, do sorry, with this Max. one. Let me just
1: I didn't mean to make him leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Manny's not coming back. You there handle that is. one by
0: yourself. Hi. <laughs> here. I gotta talk uh, to him when I can. Yeah. FIFA is also not in my top 10 games of 2022 list. It might actually be for me just by default. I think it is. I know. But yeah, I guess we'll start with the games. You have less than I do. So uh, I guess you can start first
1: okay max says what happened was he was playing injured uh you didn't Mm you didn't say that on the night that's that's interesting you didn't mention that back then yeah next time we'll play again we'll see how it goes uh so you're asking me what what my faves were from last year yes okay so for most of the year i had one answer and it was just kind of by default because i didn't buy too many games last year and um most of them i thought the ones i did buy i thought were decent like pretty good like I won't mention all of them because I think a couple of them are probably going to make your list, so I will uh, avoid mentioning them. But uh, one that I really did enjoy, probably my favorite Nintendo game of the year, was Kirby and the Forgotten Land, uh, which came out, mm-hmm. I think, in March. And I played—I uh, played actually quite a bit of the post-game for it, and I enjoyed. I enjoy it pretty much all the way through and I played more than I would play of a normal games post game, which I think is a good compliment. I just enjoyed the, the gameplay. It didn't feel too grindy going back and going through the levels again. And it was just cute, fun, well designed. And for the 10, 15 hours I played of it, whatever it was, I had a blast. So that was my game of the year for most of the year, basically until right after Christmas when I played something new.
0: So. Oh, Kirby, Kirby in the oh. Forgotten Land. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. That is indeed on my list. So we'll get to that. Oh, is it? OK, OK, we'll get to that. Yep um
1: yeah i guess fifa like we said um i've been playing a lot of fifa and of fifa 23 to be precise and i do enjoy it a lot it's a sports sim so like i'm not i wouldn't call it a game of the year or anything but i do enjoy and get addicted to fifa i'll play many many games in a day of fifa so honorable honorable mention to fifa which this is the last fifa game with that branding i believe was was what i've heard so. yes
0: next is i think like ea sports yay something like that like yeah very, very generic or game. sports club i think is what it is but yeah 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 Yeah, so
1: this is the last FIFA officially, so for whatever that's worth, but it'll be the same game when it comes out next year or this year, whatever. Yeah, so honorable mention to that. So I guess it's time for my actual game of the year now, because in terms of other stuff,
0: yeah,
1: in terms of other stuff I bought, there was some good stuff, but nothing I outright loved and that I feel too passionately about. So my game of the year is a game that I am probably still not even halfway through in terms of what I can do in the game. It's one I've put 35 hours in in the last few weeks like three weeks i think now uh which is elden ring which a couple episodes ago we talked about um and i had not played i think i said that i was hoping to get soon which i finally did that was a christmas gift and took a while for me to fully get into the game the difficulty at the very beginning as everyone knows is pretty extreme um but once i sort of found my way and figured everything out and then I started just running around the open world and leveling up as much as possible. It made it much more enjoyable for me. And I'm just enjoying exploring the world. It doesn't feel super grindy. Uh, I'm doing a lot of the same areas over and over again to to level up and everything like that. But it doesn't feel like a grind because I'll constantly have new stuff to approach different encounters with. And then will be easier than before. Like, that's obviously part of the rewarding part of everything. So... That's fun, and I still have a lot of the actual main story stuff to go, but I've just been enjoying for the last 20-plus hours of gameplay just going around, doing whatever, and I'm really digging Alden Ring. And I'll have more to say about it probably in the next episode or the one after that, however long it takes for me to actually beat the main game. But I've played 35 hours so far, and I'm digging it
0: much more than I feared I might. That's good to hear. I have played... <laughs> <laughs> sorry as you were saying that i read a message from max that said manny blink <laughs> i guess i was just staring at the camera for too apparently while. you were uh, yeah looking right um, in my soul but yeah i'm glad that you're enjoying elden ring i know that that's one that both you and me were like i would be excited for this if it wasn't a FromSoft game but glad that you're enjoying it yeah you told me like a year ago before it came out i think probably in our best of
1: episode last year we were looking forward to what was coming out mm-hmm. in 2022 that's true I think I think that's when you mentioned it and you're like, yeah, it's basically like a Dark Souls game. And everything I'd heard about Dark Souls had like totally thrown me off and made me not want to play them. And maybe we'll see how I feel if I ever decide to go play those games. But this has the right amount of open world stuff and like that difficult but rewarding gameplay and the boss battles and everything like that. Like it's it's still my kind of game, which I feared it might not be. And it's a pleasant surprise in that regard for sure.
0: Well, that is great to hear. I love hearing people enjoy games. I love the people. He loves the people. (laughs) <laughs> all right i have yeah. my 10 games of the year you got 10 oh, some man. some some will be surprising others will not others will definitely not yes so coming in at number 10 we have power washing simulator
1: oh let's go what a
0: fun what a fun enjoyable game totally relaxing like you just go you're cleaning stuff off You put on a podcast or a song or like an album or something like that. You have us in the background while you're playing it. It's so good. It's so fun and enjoyable. Some things get really annoying. Like maybe there's a single bolt that you need to clean off. And you have no idea where it is. Yeah. But other than that, it's just a really fun, chill game that I like to play every now and then. Yeah, I
1: I loved the time I had with that one. That one got me through my move when I was moving over this summer. That was the game that I was into at that time. So I would just very casually play that when I was exhausted from putting everything into place and just play it for an hour or two and take my mind off everything. So it has a special place in my heart because of that. And didn't we learn today that we're getting DLC for that game now?
0: (laughs) Yeah, a free Lara Croft Manor DLC is coming to the game. Yeah, it's free.
1: I thought I thought it was gonna be paid and I'm like, well, guess I'm not getting that. So I guess i found my reason to get back into the game if that's free nah,
0: it's it's a free dlc i believe let's go coming in at number nine kirby and the forgotten lane hey now nick is gonna say how can you put this at number nine if you haven't beat it that is true i haven't beat it but you know what it's just such a fun cute game that i love to turn on my switch play a couple levels of and just have a nice time. And that's really all that I care about when I'm playing a game. These aren't the best games of the year. These are my personal favorites or the ones that I like the most. And Kirby's is a game that I enjoy. I love the little pink rascal sucking everything <laughs> up. Um Big mouth mode. That was the thing that they added and they had yeah. some good implementation with that. And I just really like the level design for a lot of this. There are collectibles that you can go get if you want 100% the levels. If you want to do any of the outside challenges that they have, all that stuff, really fun, really cute game uh, that came out at the beginning of the year in March. Mm -hmm. Coming in at number eight, we have Nintendo Switch Sports. Whoa. Mm, Okay. no one expected this to be in my top 10. I know. Switch Sports. What a fun game. I play this only at my friend's house because he has it. And I don't because I have a switch Lite, So I can't get you to use out of it. Sad. But switch sports, such a fun party game, which I enjoy. I think it's perfect for if you have friends over, you're cooking food, you want to play something in the meantime, load up some bowling, some volleyball, some badminton, whatever. And you have fun for the amount of time that's there. Obviously, it's a half-baked game. That should have way more content than it does. Uh, they just added golf to it in December, I think. Yeah. So obviously there's things Eight that should added. be there. Yeah, there are things that should be there. And I don't love the whole like, oh, you have to play online to get more cosmetics and stuff. But mm-hmm. I I don't play that. I'm here to play with friends and whoop their ass in bowling and volleyball. Mm-hmm. So that is why it comes in at number eight yeah harley said he forgot that came
1: out here i also did but it wouldn't have made like any list for me like i played i think 10 to 15 hours of it i enjoyed a lot when i go in i played the golf a couple weeks ago and i enjoyed it but yeah it's just like it's a casual enough game that it's not going to be near the top of any list for me i didn't get that much out of it in terms of like calling it a game of the year or anything but i do enjoy my time when i go to it not as much as like wii sports but i think wii sports is just perfect so perfect for what it is that it's hard for this to actually match up to that
0: yeah yeah Coming in at number seven, we have... Nick, you want to take a guess? Take a guess? Hmm. Broke the chin a little bit. Re- really think about this. Think about it. Hmm. Think about it.
1: it's going to guess one, but I don't think you played it, so I'm not going to guess it.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Hmm. The only other ones I'm thinking of are probably going to be higher up. Let's so- see. Well, take a guess. Take a guess. I'm trying to think of ones you played now, because I'm kind of blanking. Hmm you put me on the spot and I'll forget everything that ever happened in my life. So
0: the answer is tiny Tina's wonderlands coming yep. in at number seven. I would not have it's remembered a fun that. game. Good shooter. Uh, didn't stick with me as long as I wanted it to, but I did like the improvements they made to combat with adding spells, a melee tree. I thought the whole environment of a D and D world was really cool and fun to explore they have said that they are going to continue uh, with the whole like Wonderlands theme. So I'm curious to see what they do with two. But for the price I paid, you're getting a lot of good content. You're getting a lot of guns. I mean, Borderlands is known for that. So it's very much more Borderlands, but with some cool twists that I really did enjoy. And uh, it's one that I want to go back and play some more of.
1: Yeah, now. this is. I totally forgot this existed, to be perfectly honest with you.
0: That is fair. Just like the Borderlands movie starring Eli or directed by Eli Roth. Or is it? Are there rumors? Are there talks about something? Yeah, reshoots with Tim Miller coming in to do it. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, that's the first I heard about any of that.
0: Yeah. Coming in at number six, we have a mobile game. Mobile game that took the world by storm by how good it actually was and how not predatory at launch the microtransactions were. Raid Shadow Legends. And that was... No, not Raid Shadow Legends. It is Marvel Snap.
1: Okay. This is a
0: game that comes from Ben Brode. He's the... Or he created the game Hearthstone, among other things. So card games are in his wheelhouse. Uh, This one did some interesting things with the whole card game format. It's only three lanes. It's six turns. um, And you're just playing cards with different locations each game. So none of them ever really feel the same. But uh, the cards are really cool. The artwork is really cool. You can build some really awesome decks. Like, for instance, the one that I mainly use, which is the movement-based deck. So I'll place my cards in certain locations. And then, hopefully, um, I have Odin. By the time I get to my last turn, I place Odin. All my cards move to another side, completely blindsides the opponent, and you win it's very easy to pick up um it rewards you pretty quickly in the game until you get to maybe like tier two three four hundred around there and then it starts to slow down a bit but there's a lot of great content in there um i find it very rewarding very satisfying to play so marvel snap check it out it's available for free i'm assuming yes for free okay Now we get into our top five. Oh, boy. My top five, Nick. Number five is a game that I played on Xbox Game Pass. I was looking at how many of these games are available (laughs) on Xbox Game Pass. Number five is a game that I played on Xbox Game Pass. It took the world by storm. It is Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors is such a great game. It has that sort of casino Um, effect where you just want to keep going and going and that's because the guy who created it worked at a casino on machines so that's what he did he worked on casino machines so he knows how Mm -hmm. to keep you invested in a game but it's all those little slight escapes that really help bring the game alive certain abilities and builds that you can create less with knives or onions holy water doves all of those things really come together to create a game that i kept coming back to and I played this, I think, in November. And by the time that I hit December, I had played it more than I turned on my PlayStation in 2022. <laughs> yeah, that's I think, how much I really loved this game. Yeah, and your
1: Xbox wrapped thing that that one website. It's did, my this most is your, played yeah, game. Yeah, your most played game of 2022. I think that's just of games you played for the first time during the year. But even so.
0: Yeah, so that ends up being my number five. It was very fun. And I really do encourage people to pick it up. It's like two bucks. It's well worth the two dollars. It's free on mobile right now. Okay. So pick it up. Pick it up. Number four is a game that is also on Xbox Game Pass. But I did not play it there. It's a game that I waited many mm-hmm. years to play. Here we go. Lego, Star Wars the not not the complete saga the skywalker Skywalker saga saga. (laughs) the skywalker saga the complete saga was 15 years ago when the saga actually was incomplete (laughs) don't don't tell me about that okay makes me feel old uh lego star wars the skywalker saga this is the culmination of tt games efforts over the last 20 years of developing games it started with lego star wars and now we're back here with lego star wars again um some changes I had to mission structure, which having uh, had time pass, I'm, you know, still iffy on, uh, but you get a lot of content for the money you're paying. Um, the amount of characters and planets and the things that you can do there. It's a nice collect a that you can play. It's really fun. Uh, and it really does do a good job of condensing all of the nine films into playable missions where you don't feel like you're losing anything really um except for fluff and so i really liked it i think this will stand the test of time in the coming years yeah
1: i played skywalker saga i bought it full price Uh, i was actually really excited for it because all the bargaining material that i sell looked really good and i liked it i think it disappointed me a lot at the time because i was expecting maybe something else with the gameplay i felt like the actual missions were very I don't know if handholdies is the right word, but they felt less involved from a gameplay standpoint than I wanted them to be. Um, and I might feel differently if I go back to them. I just remember that those are my feelings at the time because that was one of the few games that I actually bought this year and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, was nowhere near one of my favorites, I wouldn't say.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's completely fair. So, of Star Wars comes in at number four. Number three. We're in the top three, folks. Oh boy. Nick, you wanna take a guess?
1: Well, I have one guess. I just don't know how early it's going to or how where it's going to actually rank in the list. So let's see. Let's see. Well, what's your guess? Let's talk about God of War Ragnarok, Manny. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, that's the only one I I can't think of the other
0: two. Number three has four radical dudes, a rat, a news reporter and a hockey player. TMNT Shredder's Revenge comes in at number three. was almost my game of the year for most of this year because of how much fun i had playing this game ninja turtles means a lot to me personally Mm -hmm. i love those guys you can see one right there yeah he's up there on that bookshelf there's mikey all the way up there yeah uh that's cool uh but tmnt Really fun, really good return to form with uh, arcade beat-em-ups. I really love the animations of this game. The music was all good. Playing this with friends, I played pretty much the entire game with Edith, Colin, and Nick, and -hmm. it was a lot of fun going through it. I love all the way that the different heroes play. Mission structure was good, except for one mission, which I never want to play again in (laughs) uh, in my life. But other than that, TMNT... Shredder's Revenge, a great game. I hope we get another game from this developer because they really knocked it out of the park. And I really loved it. So TMNT, Shredder's Revenge.
1: Yeah, I had fun for the couple hours that we played that game.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Number two, a game that I struggled with where to place. Mm. Does it go number one? Does it go number two? Did I like this more than the other pick? And after much consideration, I've decided that my number two game of the year is Overwatch 2. Oh, yeah. that This game means so much to me. I love the Overwatch franchise. I love the time that I played with them in 2016, playing with friends, doing comp, playing all the seasonal events. I made a whole video on it. I love this game in this franchise. Overwatch 2. I still love this game. I'm really glad that there was a nice resurgence to it, that they came back with more content. Um, The issues are that there's not as much content as I would want for it to be number one. Uh, Monetization at times can feel really scummy, but it is what it is. It's a modern day game published by Activision Blizzard, so that's what it's going to be. So that's why it's number two i love this game i'm still playing it i play it with friends all the time we're doing comp we're ranking up i'm excited for new heroes i'm excited for the pve content to come finally um so yeah that's why it's number two i was just gonna say i played it a lot the first month or so after it came out
1: and it's more overwatch and i really enjoyed it it feels more refined i I like a lot of the tweaks that they made it's just I, i i'm as we talked about privately earlier i just don't play online shooters as consistently as i used to i get really into Mm. them for a couple weeks which i did for this one because i did really enjoy it and then i take a nice break but i might get back into that one shortly because i I have been kind of feeling the edge lately
0: yes yes and before we go into my top pick of 2022 i want to do some quick honorable mentions um I will include a game that Nick and I played earlier in the year. Nobody saves the world. Is that 2022? That was 2022. That was January Mm. of 2022. I feel so long ago. That was a fun game that we played. We never completed it. No, we got kind of close, I think. Yeah, but we played it quite a bit. We did a bit of it. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Um... It was on Game Pass. It's about to get taken off of Game Pass soon. But uh, nobody saves the world. I highly recommend it. It's mm-hmm. good developer, good game, good gameplay. I liked it. Yep. And then one that I'm currently playing through, but I'm not sure if it would have made my top 10, it probably would have over some of these others, is Marvel Midnight Suns. We this go. is a tactical turn-based game uh, released by Firaxis, who does XCOM. It's, it's good. It's very solid. I really do enjoy doing the combat. I don't find the writing as bad as a lot of people are saying. Um, maybe that's just me being more accepting because of the brand, but I don't know. It's not horrible like I was expecting it to be. Uh, I'm still sort of going through not necessarily the tutorial phases, but the earlier stages of the game where I need to make myself more accustomed to what's going on and they're still throwing things at me to introduce me to the world but I'm enjoying it I made Peter Parker out himself and he almost cried so that was fun okay but (laughs) but other than that it's been a it's been a good time and it's been enjoyable and I'm really glad that I've been playing it uh thanks to MC Big Pav who sent me a little gift so that was nice Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now number one God of War Ragnarok. This game, folks. There is a reason why Sony Santa Monica is one of the most regarded, is one of the highly regarded studios in video games. And it's because they make great games. God of War Ragnarok is one of those games that you start off and you might be a little shaky on. For me, there was a section or uh, maybe about five to ten hours in, um, where you're playing as Atreus. Oh, spoilers, I guess. Uh, where you're playing as Atreus and you're going through a specific area. I felt like that was the worst part of the game. But I feel like I would guess I'm in the minority about that. Um, but after that section... It just kept getting better and better and better. The storytelling with Kratos and him accepting the past and trying to open himself up to not only his son, but other people around him that could be considered friends. The ideas of destiny and what you fulfill and what isn't written in stone and how you can change your life uh, in certain ways. The ideas of, you know, Moving on from the past and who you were and seeing how other people are also trying to do that, the ideas of acceptance and grief over your kids, it's all really good. And I really do enjoy it. The combat had some great additions to it. Obviously, I mentioned you can play as Atreus in this game, but also Kratos. Uh, He has some new tricks up his sleeve. So that was all nice. Uh, You get to explore the nine realms, which is also really cool. I enjoyed seeing their takes on things like Asgard or Svartalfheim or uh, Jotunheim. So those were all really interesting to me. And by the end of it, I really do love this game. I think I like 2018 more, but I need to go and replay that one to see how I feel. But overall, a great story, a great gameplay. I love the characters. I love the writing in this game. It's my game of the year. That is my top 10 games of 2022.
1: There you go. Yeah, that was, I th- I knew that would be Slimware. I didn't know if it would make number one because I was sure there was a couple games I was forgetting, which there were. But yeah, it seemed like you dug the game from the bits I saw of all the streams you did, which you you beat it, right?
0: I beat it. I okay. did the entire game on stream, minus an hour or two, because I played those off stream. But They are all there. They might be on a playlist for God of War Ragnarok, but they're all done. It's all done. Well, there you go. There we (sighs) go. And we go from playing media to watching media. Nick, it is time for us to mention our top movies of 2022. I was going to say top 10 but we don't have 10 movies. No, we We have 22. No, I'm kidding. We have 15 movies because it looks, it's a nice number and we Mm -hmm. don't want to go to 20.
1: Yeah. So I was going to do, I was going to do 10 and then my 11th or 15, I was like, I don't want to mention all these honorable mentions. And you said you were doing 15. I think so. I'm just like, fuck it. We'll do 15. Mm. So I was also deliberating. It's like, what's going to be at 10. I was thinking way too much about it. I'm just like, why don't, why am I thinking about this? Let's just make a slightly bigger list than usual.
0: Exactly. And before we get started, y'all are going to hate my list. I know. (laughs) These are my 15 movies that I enjoyed most. That does not mean that I think they are the best movies. That does not mean that I think they were the best crafted movies. Like, these are just movies that I enjoyed the most, that I thought about the most, that I wanted to discuss the most in 2022.
1: Yeah, you guys know me, so uh, you know if you're going to be annoyed by my picks here in just a second,
0: so... So I think we'll do 15 to 11, then, so I think we'll go 15 11, 15 11, then we'll do 10 to 6, 10 to 6, 5 to 4, 5, or 5 to 2, 5 to 2, and then we'll both do our number ones. Sound good? Yeah, when I thought we were doing top
1: 10 a few days ago, I'm like, I might recite the whole Matt Noves spiel from the beginning of the top 10 shows. I thought (laughs) about doing it, and now we can't do it, so I feel kind of sad about that, because I had it memorized, but oh well. Yes, that sounds good. Oh well.
0: If you want to get so started, Nick,
1: you
0: can. Uh, okay, I'll get started. I'll get started with my honorable mentions for the for the year, and then we will go into uh, my fifteen. Okay. So some honorable mentions. Not okay. This this one hurt me to not put in my top fifteen. I battled with it, it. though. It, it for me, yes. Okay. It's everything that I love. But True. No, not okay. It's one that I uh, that I wanted to put on here. I did have it in here, and I had to really think honestly about if it would make my top 15, and it did not. It's a movie starring Zoe Deutsch and Dylan O'Brien. It's good. I like it. I like it. put it on it's on Hulu. Um, it's very unlikable, but that's also the intent. So Nick would hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an honorable mention for me. Then we're also going to include barbarian barbarian does not make my top 15 sorry folks i liked it i wanted to love it i feel like i'm abby lee miller with the bottom of the pyramid for dance moms you were good i wanted you to be great that's how i feel i did like uh the movie's like turn that it takes in the Mm -hmm. middle i really did enjoy that and the character that we follow there um perfectly hateable and you don't sympathize with this dude at all Yep. But it's it's good the way that they handled it, I would say.
1: Then yeah. Oh, I was just going to talk about Barbarian. Because yeah, it did not make my list. It made my top 26, oh. though, if you want to go down there. It made my I'm top Talk about Barbarian. Hit me. It was the exact halfway point of all my movies from 2022, it looks like. 26 out of the 51 that I watched. So, I liked it. And there was a lot of movies. I think, like, my top 35 are all movies I at least liked to some degree. So, it's not that I disliked it. I, they're just... I didn't quite love it. i kind of felt the same as you, but there was a lot of stuff I dug. I was honestly kind of people were so high on it that I was kind of worried I wasn't going to enjoy it. Because as we talked about last night, when horror fans say they love a horror movie, that doesn't always mean good things for me when I watch a horror movie. But this one was one that I didn't love as much as a lot of people did, but I still really did like.
0: Yeah. So that gets placed there. One that I'm sure is going to upset a lot of people. The Batman does not make my top fifteen movies of twenty twenty two. Oh wow! I can recognize that it's a good movie and that it does a lot of things that, in theory, I would love, but for some reason, it just doesn't click with me. It could be that I'm Batman out, which has been my excuse for a long time—that I am just Batman out. I don't need the, uh, don't really need it, don't necessarily want it. So, yeah, see, there we go. He's saying fuck off. No, it it's it's not there. I'm 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 not sorry. It's my list. I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. I went in I've seen that movie 3 times and it just doesn't do it for me, unfortunately. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me see. Did I take this one out? No, it barely made the top 15. Okay. So, I will not mention that one but i will mention tony hawk until the wheels fall off this was another late uh removal from my list i really did enjoy this documentary i wanted to uh i thought about keeping it in there but um due to some things i decided to take it off it's a really good look at tony hawk and sort of the skate scene and what he was able to accomplish and change with that and how that's still seen today and sort of the ideas of change in a community that is not run by old people but there was a certain section of people at the time that were looking at him as this dumb little kid but you see what skateboarding has become now and they sort of look back at it and they say like i was stupid to be that kind of person because now i look at it and i was just a completely jaded prick uh but it delves into some really interesting things about why people skate and ultimately why we continue to do things that we love, even if we're past our prime or if we're getting older, if something happens to us, there's something that will always stick with us about the things that we love. And mm-hmm. I found that really interesting in this documentary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I didn't make my list or anything, but it was, I was a really big fan of it for all the reasons you mentioned, especially the stuff toward the end when it was talking about getting older and everything like that. I really dug
0: it. Yes. Uh, we have, uh, I have two more honorable mentions. Okay. We have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay. I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it. I, l- I like a lot of the things in the movie. I like the ideas of trying to find, and I'm stealing this from a friend of mine's review, uh, trying to find humanity during an inhumane time. Uh, so I do agree with like a lot of those things. I think the animation is really well done. But there were things like the songs that I didn't really care for in the movie. Um, But other than that, it's good. It's definitely worth a watch, but it's not going to make my top 15, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, I think it's 17 for me. That was a tough cut. Um, I liked it. I thought it was definitely decent most of the way. And then by the end, it really won me over. So I ended up having a Mm. more positive feeling about it overall than i actually had watching it a lot of the way but i definitely thought it was solid pretty much the whole way through the songs are whatever but they a lot of people really hated the songs and they didn't really bother me too heavily like they were just kind of there they didn't do anything positive or negative for me um but yeah i enjoyed it overall It just didn't quite make my 15.
0: exactly and then one more movie that is not in my top 15 that i really oh wait Nah, I won't mention it. One more movie that's not in my top 15 that I have wrestled with since I have seen it is Babylon. I This movie was never going to be my top 15, but I wanted to mention it because I do feel like there are things of quality in that movie that people should go see. I feel like a lot of the middle section is really good. The music is really good. The performances from Diego Calva is really good. I think you should experience those at some point but it doesn't come together for me fully the way that i want to and for that reason i'm out
1: (laughs) yeah there's a lot of good stuff in there it's just it's just like sandwiched in between the worst bread at the beginning and the end like stuff that i just could not stand watching the last the first half hour and the last 45 minutes i would say i actively kind of hated watching but the middle stuff was legit really good like a lot of it was I think I think said when we were talking about, it, like, a lot of, even in the middle, there were a lot of scenes I really liked that just went, like, one step too far to the point where, like, I got the point. You didn't need to do this extra thing. And now it, now I'm ending the scene on a sour note when I was loving it beforehand. I had a lot of stuff like that. But it from everything I heard about it, people calling it a shit show before I saw it, I liked it more than that. And I gave it a decent rating yeah. overall. But I can't say I'm a fan of the movie necessarily.
0: Yeah. I, I yeah. That's how I feel about it. I don't think it's a shit show like a lot of people do, but I don't love it as much as I want Well, Well, the the, the opening scene is
1: kind of a shit show. Yeah. See what it did there?
0: See what it did there? Yeah. Also, turning red is not on my list. Okay, going into my number 15 movie, we have Jackass Forever. I was surprised this made my top 15. I really was, but I did really enjoy it. I like Poopsie. I enjoyed his Jackassery poopies. 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 <laughs> poopies. <laughs> uh, poopies. I really, uh, just, I just need to name someone uh, poopies. But I, uh, I <laughs> poopsy daisy. <laughs> uh, but it's good. It's a fun little movie with a bunch of friends that are doing dumb stuff. Uh, that get into bad antics and end up hurting themselves for most of the movie. So that is my number 15. Then number 14 is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Okay. I, I, I had it higher originally, but I needed <laughs> okay. to reflect. And I believe that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is uh, it's very good. It's very fun. So Last of Us sucked my dick. You did not break the video game curse. <laughs> it's been broken for many years, and Sonic 2 is one of the prime examples of this. So, Sonic, it's fun. It's got good characters, likable energy. I, it's a fun movie to put on and watch, or maybe have on the background. And I say that, like, not as an insult. It's just really fun to watch, and I enjoy watching it.
1: Yeah, it, I didn't didn't make my list. It's too, like It's two hours. It's a little bloated. It doesn't really drag for me, but there's... Uh, yeah, there's there's some stuff in there you could easily cut out and make it better overall. But even the stuff that I thought would be terrible going in actually pleasantly surprised me. All the stuff on Hawaii, I thought would be awful. And it was kind of charming at the end of the day, which definitely mm-hmm. surprised me. Um, yeah, it, nowhere near my list, but I had an enjoyable experience watching it that day.
0: Yeah, Bobby's saying, wait, 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 I liked Sonic too, but that overturning red. Unfortunately, yeah, I need to I need to rewatch both of them. But my instinct is that I liked Sonic Two more than I liked Turning Red. That that, that is that just did not happen instinct.
1: with me. I want to make that clear.
0: Okay, going on to number thirteen, we have, and this one's gonna get me a lot of heat. It's gonna oh, get me a lot of heat. Uh, RRR is number thirteen on my list. It's three hours long. At times, I could feel it. But it's just a story. Damn it. i messed up the joke. Oh, I was going to make a whole joke about how bros was my number 13 movie of the year. And then like go along with it until people are like bros. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait. sorry, Sorry. Sorry. It's more known as RRR. Mm-hmm. But yeah, RRR. It's number 13. It's fun. It's got really great set pieces, really great energy. I really do applaud them for that um just for me it was it was just a little bit too long uh but it never like significantly slowed down i was still engaged for for almost all of it and the moral of the story is that no matter how cute she is a white girl will break your heart (laughs) 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 yeah we'll talk about this a little bit more later yes going on to number 12 i believe The only superhero movie on my list is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. This was a movie that meant a lot to me and it meant a lot to my mother and it meant a lot to a lot of people. I think the way that they handled Chadwick's passing is done really tastefully. I think that first scene with Shuri is very good. I just love how you get right into it. They don't hide anything. They address it immediately i really do appreciate the character growth that they gave for shuri um throughout the movie i think overall i do like the action in the first one a little bit more but i think this one does some really great stuff with the talocans and with namor uh he was really cool i love that they took mesoamerican uh, like meso-aztec uh inspirations for it and for the character of namor he was really cool. I can't wait to see more of him. And by the end, it was an emotional ride that I do really appreciate uh, for just sort of how it came out, given how crazy the entire situation was, not only with him, but with COVID that went on and set having to be delayed. And given that they that it came out as good as it did, I really do have to applaud them. And it does get a lot of brownie points. I give it a lot of brownie points because of how well it handled the passing of Chadwick and how much they did honor him in it. So that is my number. I think that's 12 or 13.
1: Not on my list. It's okay. I it, I it starts off strong and loses me as it goes, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. That's what I've got to say.
0: Yep. And then just outside the top 10, we have the Sandman's movie, Hustle. I did oh, not okay. think that I... Yeah, that is number 11 on my list. The Sandman. We know he's done good dramatic roles. We know he's very funny. But the movie Hustle is a good combination of both. He plays a basketball scout who wants to be a coach. And he scouts this person over in, I believe, Spain, uh, played so. by Juancho, mm-hmm. Um, And he brings him over and he starts to train him. And it's like a Rocky movie, essentially, where the whole goal is to get this player uh, into the combine. Combine? Right? Compound.
1: um i don't remember the exact details he's trying to get him into one the league.
0: of those yeah yeah but he's trying to get him into the league and to help him succeed i think the movie has a lot of heart these are the kinds of movies that i like from sandman when you can tell that it's something he wants to do genuinely that he has a lot of love for and he loves basketball he loves the players they mm-hmm. love him and it's very clear him, yeah. that all comes throughout this movie i feel like it does a really good like promotional piece for basketball i would say because i don't like sports but for some reason i love sports movies um but it's really good i think sandman's good in it uh the entire cast wancho was actually really good in it as well i was not aware of him before this um but it was a very enjoyable movie and i recommend it it's on uh netflix
1: yep that did not make my list but i enjoyed it a lot I'm a big sandler guy um like when he's doing when he's doing good stuff he can be excellent and this is one where like you said he's somewhere in between his comedic and like dramatic self and to me that's just him playing a human like this feels more human than a lot mm-hmm. of his characters have been um and that's a big plus for me it just feels like a guy in like in the real world and i appreciated that and the whole movie was just charming it's a little too long but it's really charming overall yeah okay so is it my turn now
0: it is your turn
1: okay um, yeah, so basically my 15 through 11 are going to be the stuff I was going to mention as honorable mentions, so not going to have any honorable mentions like he did. So <clears throat> starting at number 15, we've got Tar, uh, which I watched a couple months ago. Um, It's been a great meme movie ever since, surprisingly so. <laughs> I was not expecting the meme community for this movie to be as active as it has been. Uh, but, so that's been fun. But the movie itself, I did really enjoy. It's 240, I think. it's it. I feel the length of it, especially as it gets toward the end. Um, But Kate Blanchett is fantastic in it. There's a lot of good stuff happening. I think it's a little clumsy in parts when it's trying to address like current social events and everything like that. Um, But at its core, it's, it's got some great performances and it does tackle a lot of that stuff really effectively. There's just some little stuff that I don't care for, but all in all, I think Char is great and it's bolstered by that performance. It's, Less of like, you know, you see those movies that come out every year every year or two where it's clearly just a vehicle for that actor to get an Oscar. I don't think this is quite that for Kate Blanchett because I think the movie itself does rise above that. It's not, say, like Judy from a couple years ago where it was just Renee Zellweger getting her Oscar for that and the movie itself was apparently just okay by all accounts, basically. It's, this felt like more than that and I appreciated it and I don't know if I'll watch it again. I, th- I want to, but it'll probably be a while before I do just because it's a lot of movie, but I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. so number 14 i did not think
0: it was i did not think it was that long for some reason in my head i had it like 140 150 but it being 240 it's like 236
1: maybe two but it's it's over
0: two and a half yeah and you feel it toward the end god yeah no thanks yeah
1: so number 14 is one you mentioned which is jackass forever uh this was in my top 10 for a lot of the year and then a lot of the scripted movies i sort of ended up putting above it when i was actually formulating the final list but all in all, it's a blast. Like, I love the Jackass movies. I find everybody in that cast to be likable, and all the new people they added for this movie were all likable. They were all good additions. So, I enjoyed everybody. I enjoyed their banter and all the jokes about the fact that they're getting old and everything like that. It all worked for me. Like, if you like Jackass, this is more of the same, and it's got just as much heart as these movies have always had to them. So, if it- it, like like I'm surprised that you actually put in your top fifteen because you weren't a huge fan of the other ones as I
0: recall. But I wasn't a fan of the first one, and that was the okay, only the first other one. one that I had seen. So the okay. first one I didn't really care for. So I was okay. like, really? And then I saw four, and I was like, okay, this is good. I like yeah, this.
1: yeah. It's it's wholesome in its own way. I think is is a good term to describe an r movie with a lot of dicks that are that are getting smushed and everything like that. But like. They all just love each other so much that it's genuinely heartwarming to see, even as they're destroying themselves for entertainment. So I enjoy the Jackass movies, and Jackass Forever was a blast. Number thirteen.
0: Oh, what's oh, happening hold on, on Twitch? On, there? Hold on. I believe that is a raid from Edith. Edith, thanks for the raid with ten viewers. Ten thank viewers. You. Hope you guys all enjoyed Edith's stream playing Animal Crossing hard mode. Thank you for joining. We're doing our top 10, 15 movies of 2022. So stick around uh, and see if any of your favorites show up in our list.
1: Okay, so number 13, a movie that I watched a second time and liked much more the second time. Didn't quite make my top 10, folks. I'm sorry, but Nope is number 13. I legit liked it considerably more the second time I watched it. I still have a lot of little issues with it that kind of bug me throughout the movie. There's a couple characters I don't care for. The side characters, along with our main two in the third act, I don't necessarily care for either of those two characters that much and they kind of drag the movie down for me. But the movie as a whole, with the perspective and the knowledge of what it was going back into it a second time, I appreciate it a lot more. And I'm a big fan of it. It just didn't quite make the top 10, even though it made the top 15. So I'm still a big fan, folks. I want to make that clear.
0: Yes, he did. I was surprised it made his fifteen. I genuinely am. I did not think that it would, but here we are. There you go.
1: Okay, so number 12 is one that I know for a fact you have not seen, which is Crimes of the Future, unless you've been keeping a huge Mm. secret from me this whole time. Um, No, no, you can talk about this one. Okay, I don't have a ton to say. This is one I meant to rewatch just to see where I would rank it because... When I saw it in theaters, I liked it, and I was liking it more as it went on, but the more I thought about it afterward, and even in the months since then, I just like it more and more, so I've only seen it the one time when I think I gave it like a 3.5, but I'm ranking this above a lot of movies that I've rated higher now just because thinking back on it, there's a lot of stuff that I really appreciate about it. All the main performances are great. Viggo Mortensen's great. Lea Seydoux is great. Kristen Stewart is great doing her weirdest performance ever. Um, She's got some very funny scenes, uh, but... Yeah, as as a whole, it wasn't as body horror y as I thought it might be because I do get turned off a little bit by, by body horror in movies. And Cronenberg's obviously known for that. And I'd heard like it's about surgery, so I expected a lot of that. It's not really that. It's the direct. new sex. It's the new sex. Yeah, I don't know if you don't know if you guys have heard this. Um, yeah, it's not as graphic and gory as I thought it might be. It's got some stuff like that, but. It didn't make me squeamish or anything. So the stuff I feared going in wasn't really a negative for me, and I think that helped the movie as a whole. But at its core, it's got really good themes, and it's just a very enjoyable movie for me. Cronenberg is a guy that I have become a fan of now, and this was the first movie that I saw from him, so props to him for that. Number 11. This was one that I rewatched a couple weeks ago to see if it would stay in my top 10, and it just barely got knocked out. Uh, The one that Manny omitted, which is The Batman, Uh, this is my Mm. third time seeing it like i said and first first time i saw it i really didn't care for the third act that was what dragged it down for me i I was loving it for the first two hours i guess you could say um and then the third act really bothered me and it didn't bother me as much the second time watching it again this time it kind of went back to bother me the way it did because i think the movie is moving along really well i don't feel like it drags for how long it is and then basically as soon as uh it's been a year can we say as soon as riddler yes, gets captured as soon as riddler no. gets captured the movie yeah yeah i don't hate that I scene as much as i did i had it all planned yeah, out he's still going okay you done yeah i'm done okay yeah that scene really bothered me the first time that scene itself doesn't bother me as much this time the last scene with him with the other character
0: that still sucks weren't you can cut that scene out see yeah. it's stuff like that sorry yeah. <laughs> go ahead
1: yeah, but I feel like that stuff isn't pervasive throughout the entire movie. Like, that no, particular scene is an isolated thing. I've got stuff I don't care for throughout, like, little things prepping throughout this movie. But I like the vibe of this movie. I love the way it's shot. Like, it captures Gotham in a way that I do really enjoy. Um, I just love mm-hmm. the aesthetic of it, and that goes a long way with me. And I'm a fan of Pattinson. I'm, I mean, this seems like something they'll make a sequel for, even though with everything happening over at DC, no one really knows. But this seems... Like assuming we get more of this, I will be looking forward to that. No. It made my number a number eleven overall. Not quite top 10 material, but it's very good to me.
0: Speaking of DC, I forgot I didn't even put Black Adam in my letterbox at all. You never like logged it? Yeah, I never logged it. I've seen it. I okay. never saw it, but uh, I mean I never logged it, but all right. All right. Did so it get now a heart? I will do No, it does not get a heart. <laughs> Now we get into the top uh, 10 through six. Coming in at number 10 is a movie starring Colin Farrell. That's right, folks. After Yang has made my top 10 of 2022. No, I'm kidding. It's The Banshees of Innisfarren. There we go. Go ahead. Yes, Banshees of Innisfarren has made my top 10. When I talked about it last, I had not seen the complete movie. But I feel like my thoughts are still the same for the most part. I feel like this is a very likable cast. I feel like it's a very likable script. I think it's I think Colin Farrell is really fun in it, given everything that's going on. But that's not to take away from many of the serious moments that are in the movie. Talking about death, um, sort of what you plan to do with your last days on Earth, the people you want to be surrounded by. On top, like outside of just the things that are dark that happen throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very bitter ending, but I think it's a very effective one. And sort of going through the movies uh, throughout the year, this was one that I did really enjoy by the end of it.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it more in a little bit.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I apologize for the next three that are about to happen. Oh boy. I did not mean for it to be this way, but it just was. Okay. Coming in at number nine, we have X. This okay. is for some reason a horror movie that I really did enjoy this year. I think it has a really uh, interesting sort of backdrop about seventies porno, and uh, they have a lot of good religious like undertones throughout it. And I haven't been able to go see Pearl yet, so I don't know uh, what they do with that going forward. But I did really enjoy the cast was really good. I liked the script overall. I thought it had some good, uh, funny moments throughout. But there were some great kills in this. And there's one kill at the very end of the movie that I still think about. Because when I saw it in the theater, I laughed out loud. It was very, uh, very funny. Yes, Pearl is way better. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say. Uh, But when I saw it, I really did enjoy it. And it's one that has stuck with me since then. Coming in at number eight, we have Five Cream. Scream 5. Okay. What a fun movie. This is a movie that I have seen twice all the way through, and I've seen like bits and pieces throughout the year. Uh, This was the year that I went into Scream uh, for the first time. I've never seen any of them since then, but I really do enjoy this franchise. I think Scream... Five Cream is a good sort of soft reboot continuation of everything. There's one thing that I still don't like about the movie. It's been a year. Can we say it? Can, can we address it?
1: Uh, with enough time in advance, where I'm just bantering right now, so you guys know we're about to spoil it. Yeah, go ahead.
0: We're about to spoil something. All right. Uh, Skeet Ulrich is back in like oh, a yeah. ghost way throughout and the he's movie, de-aged. and I've yeah, and he's de-aged, and I really didn't feel like we needed that. If you wanted to have her be related to to skeet that's fine but i just don't really feel like we needed to have him uh, show up in the way that he did throughout the movie but mm-hmm. other than that i really like the cast i i like the kills in the movie i love the one where he just shanks the guy's neck in the car <laughs> and he just leaves it, it's stuff like that where he's so goofy yeah but it's fun and the goofy and fun works for me i, I i've determined that i like slashers quite a bit okay
1: yeah, I had a blast when I saw it in the theater. I, I sort of expect I'll like it less when I watch it again. And I'll watch all five of them again before the new one in a couple months. So we'll see how I feel then. But I have good memories of it right now.
0: Yeah, I have good memories as well. And then coming in at number seven, we have dun, 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 the Fallout. Now, the reason why I apologize for the, for oh, the yeah, next yeah, yeah. three is because they all start Jenna Ortega. That was not the intention. She just had a really good year. Uh, But The Fallout is a movie that released on HBO Max starring her and Maddie Ziegler. It goes through the events of a school shooting. So be aware that there is, uh, I believe there is a trigger warning at the beginning of the movie, but this is also another trigger warning. Um, It will deal with the effects of a school shooting. I really did enjoy, it's a very quiet movie there's not a whole lot of music that goes on or anything like that it's pretty quiet a little bit slow and it just sort of lets these characters marinate on on what happened their feelings if they're feeling numb to it and then sort of the relationships with people that have that were affected by it and how do they move past it and i feel like it's a very effective ending for the movie um, without getting into too many details, I really do enjoy the last minute or so of the movie because it shows the way that these things will linger with people going on. Uh, so that's the follow. I recommend it. It's on HBO Max. It's, it's very good. I liked it.
1: Okay. Is number six, the uh, studio 666. It's four in a row, actually.
0: <laughs> no, I did not put that on here. Okay. Number six. Alana, I'm sorry that this is number six. Nope. Coming in at number six. I really have enjoyed thinking about this movie since I saw it. I've enjoyed uh, sort of going back to it mentally and what I think about the movie. There's a lot of great uh, shots that I think about from this movie. Gordy the monkey boy. What a legend uh everything that goes on with jupe and the way they talk about bad miracles in the movie all of that stuff really works for me overall uh the cast daniel kaluuya and kiki palmer and as i mentioned jupe who is played by god uh stephen young he's really good in the movie as well i thought they all killed it And by the end, I think it's a very effective movie. I know some people don't like it as much. I think this is his second best movie. I still think Get Out is the best one. Uh, But this is a very good second place. And I'm excited to see what he does next. It was a really interesting take on a... It's in the the trailers. It's a really interesting take on aliens, is what I'll say. Mm -hmm. I really did enjoy that. And the final sort of sequence really does work for me.
1: Yeah, I think I'd agree with you on where I would place it with his stuff. I haven't seen Us a, a second time. I never did, but I didn't, care, I didn't care for it quite as much. I still liked it, as I recall, but I need to go back and see it. Just, But yeah, Get Out is still for sure my favorite of his so far.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, was that six? Yep, that okay, was well, my we're switching over. ten through six. Did I close
1: it out? Hold on. Oh, okay, no, I got it, it closed here. It out. No, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, we're here. Number ten. One of the maybe the most pleasant surprise this whole movie of this whole this whole movie. Number 10, the most pleasant surprise He's of the whole year for me. Yeah, stop it. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk here. OK. The most pleasant surprise of this year for me was Prey.
0: Oh, my, that's my number not 10. what I was expecting. I
1: had an absolute blast with that movie. It's another one that I might not like as much if I ever go back and watch it again. But it just hit me at the right time on the right day when I watched it like just a total adrenaline rush. It's not too long. It's probably like maybe 100 minutes at most, I think, as I as I recall. But yeah, I just had a ton of fun with it. It was exactly the type of movie that I needed at that particular moment in time. And uh, yeah, just a total adrenaline rush is, is all I can say for it. Like, And that's one of the highest compliments I can give. Did you ever see it? I don't recall.
0: No, I didn't get a chance to. Okay, there, There's you, a bunch of movies that I didn't get to see. I didn't get to see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies or Pearl or a bunch of other ones that I haven't that are on the list that I genuinely wanted to get to, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I had a like, few on a watch. Like list. one that I'm sure you will mention that I did not get to see, but that I wanted to okay. because of the praise. Okay.
1: Okay. Um yeah. So moving on to number nine, the most recent entry on this list, one that delayed this podcast by a whole week. Uh, hmm. Shin Ultraman. I had a blast with this movie as well. Is that a twenty twenty two movie? It came out in Japan in twenty twenty two and it's barely okay. released here. Like the the two day Fathom Events thing that it had last week is mm-hmm. its whole theatrical run in the States, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a twenty twenty three movie if that's what you were initially asking. I wouldn't I wouldn't gotcha. say that. It came out in Japan last year and yeah so anyway long story short it gets in at number nine for me i love shin godzilla from 2016 i've seen it multiple times and this movie made me want to go back and watch it it's got a lot of the same people involved, like Kitty akeano um who did uh, evangelion and, and directed shin godzilla i think he wrote this movie and another person from that crew directed this um elena would know more about all these names than i would i'm sure if we asked them um but yeah this was not just more of the same because I do love like it copies a lot of the aesthetic and overall style in the writing and everything of Shin Godzilla which all that stuff I love and there's a lot of really interesting compositions in here but um it's also just a really fun movie it's very episodic it's basically got its own weird three act structure with basically three different villains that get introduced throughout the movie and that threw me off for a while cuz i was like oh i guess i guess this isn't the main villain of the movie but Every part of this movie I found really enjoyable, and I liked all the characters, and I liked all the banter, and there's some cool kaiju in this movie, if that's your thing. Um, Sort of how it starts is that he's fighting a lot of kaiju. Uh, This was my introduction to Ultraman as a character, and I don't know much about him, and I still don't know much beyond this movie, but this was a very good introduction, and I'd be interested in more Ultraman stuff. And I want more of these Shin movies given to me. I had to wait way too long to get another one. And the next Godzilla movie is not a sequel to Shin Godzilla. It's going to be something different, apparently. So I'm not getting another one of those for a while either. So give me more of this. Whatever it is, I want more of it.
0: One that I wanted to see, but couldn't get around to. Because it it was in theaters for a day. Two days. One was subbed and one was Two days, but one is... Yeah, Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I got tickets for the dub
1: showing like literally an hour before we were going to record last week i think kerman in our discord said that he was going to see it that night because it was subbed and that the thursday was dubbed i'm like yes i'm seeing it tonight then because i can't do a dubbed live action movie i can maybe do dubbed animation but i cannot do dub live action i just can't okay number eight i think is the one you were probably alluding to a second ago uh richard linklater's apollo 10 and a half this not the one, one i was
0: thinking of oh but
1: okay i'm not surprised I fucking love this movie. It's like such a breeze to watch. It's not too long. The premise is pretty silly, but I love what they do with it. The actual main core premise of him going to space is only a minor part of this movie in terms of screen time. Um, but the stuff they do with it is pretty fun. I kind of like a lot of what it ultimately has to say, but at its core, he has a lot of uh, what I've heard people call like slice of life movies, just hangout movies, whatever you want to call them, where it's just kind of chronicling one period of someone's life. And in this case, it's growing up as a kid in Texas during the space race and everything. So it's just sort of talking about that specific point in time in the 60s, which is when when and where he grew up. So there's a lot of himself in here. Um, and I really did enjoy all that. I can, there's another one where I can feel all the heart in this movie throughout and I went back and watched it again and I loved it just as much. Jack black is the narrator. He plays the older version of our main character who we see as a kid. And I love his performance. I love everybody in this movie and it's just fun. Like just a total breeze to watch. So I would recommend this to anybody. It's on Netflix. If you are interested in that's where it premiered.
0: All right. I'm starting to think that the one that I'm thinking about won't be in your top 10. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's the next one. We'll
1: see. Num- number seven a foreign film that i saw a couple months ago this is decision to leave
0: that's the one i was alluding to earlier One he was one that i wanted to see but but that's not the one that i'm talking about with a surprise
1: okay yeah this is another one that i've slightly more complex feelings about but all in all i definitely really dug this movie um at its core it's like it's kind of It's got a lot of classic film noir elements, which I do love a lot of that. Um, It's got a great femme fatale character. It's got just a lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, Another movie that I just love the way it's shot and composed. And yeah, I've, I've forgotten a lot of the details just because it's got so much going on and so many moving parts and it moves so quickly. But this is one that I would love to watch again. It's... More than just your regular procedural film noir movie, and I just was a huge fan of it. I don't have a ton to say, because I do want to see it again, and there's a lot of details I've forgotten. But I would recommend it if you get the chance to
0: see it. I do want to. I've been waiting okay. to see. I might do that. what is it, like a for Fuby or whatever for that month? Is it is it Tubi or Fubo? Tubi.
1: Tubi. You said Fubi, so I'm curious what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I combined both of them. Okay. I think it's Tubi yeah and i think tubi is like distributing a physical release for it which i don't want to pay Mm. that much for it but i do want to get that movie eventually there you go okay so number six was one that you mentioned earlier uh rrr this was in my top three for a lot of this year i was -hmm. I, i spent a lot of this year waiting for the really good stuff to come out and this was a less packed year in general of stuff that i loved compared to 2021 and even 2019 a couple years ago um as a whole, I didn't love this year quite as much, but, uh, this was one of the first, I think this was my favorite movie of the year at the time that I watched it. And I'm still really, really, really fond of this one. And, uh, yeah, you just watched it. So we can talk about it a little bit, I guess, in more detail if you have Mm -hmm. other stuff to say, but yeah, just, I love the filmmaking here. I love the, I love our two bros at the center. Like it's, it's a it's a fantastic bromance. Uh, I love the dance sequence as we exchanged gifts of earlier. Uh, that's just a delightful sequence all the musical stuff in the movie i think is really good and i do love like at the beginning they're they're just straight up like yeah everything you see here is cgi like all the animals and stuff and i'm just like okay if that's what you are just roll with it and be honest about it i'm totally okay with that it made the Mm -hmm. terrible cgi more palatable for me just the fact that they were upfront about it like we're doing such ridiculous shit in this movie that we can't do it without cgi so i just appreciate the transparency about all that so yeah that, that was something i really liked and yeah i didn't feel like it dragged too heavily, there's a couple parts I think you could trim down or cut out um, for sure. I think late second act, early third act, I think you could probably cut back a little bit as I remember. But again, that's another movie that's so dense that a lot of the details I've forgotten about, but I had a total blast watching it. And that was one I really regretted not seeing in theaters because I had a couple chances too, and I didn't take advantage of them. So I saw it on Netflix with the dub, which this is a pretty watchable dub on the scale of live action dubs, I would say, because the language they're speaking is close enough but so a lot of it is still showing up the same on screen, but there's little bits that are obviously off and there. a little annoying. So if that's something that you can't handle, then I understand. But it was close enough that I didn't have too much of an issue with it because a lot of the stuff was the same. But yeah, that's pretty much what I got. I would. Is that uh, it? Is on, that was on, your six? Yeah. Still on Netflix, right? Just to be clear.
0: Yes. Still, yes. Still on Netflix. Okay. I watched it. I finished it today. Okay. All right. Time to go to my fourth through two coming okay. in at, sorry five. 5 coming in at number 5 we have the menu was mm-hmm. there any surprise that this would make my top 15 no the menu is almost my favorite comedy of the year um i really liked what it did with the whole idea of not even necessarily classism but the idea of art versus the people that consume it ultimately was what i got out of it um reviewers people who are very fascinated with it but can't do anything with it all those things the people that are corrupt behind it all those things were really interesting to me but outside of that i think ray fines gives a very good uh performance throughout the movie he's very restrained unhinged for most of the movie until the end i would say Um, and I think the cast does good performances throughout and it's just a very likable movie for me. I've seen this movie twice. Um, so I really do enjoy it, but I get if people don't like it or anything like that. So that is my number five and it has my second favorite line of the movie uh, of the year. Okay. My first favorite line goes to the Batman, but yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, there um, there's a couple great lines in this movie. Uh, this is one that yeah. grew, grew on me as I was watching it, but I'm still not a massive fan. It was it was fine. I liked it maybe a little bit more than fine at the end. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, the first 45 minutes or so, I really wasn't on board with it. It just wasn't clicking for me. And it gets pretty decent for a while there. I think the last five, 10 minutes kind of suck. But as a, as a whole, I, I I think fondly of it overall, but it's nowhere near my top 15.
0: Yeah. And Nicholas Holt is so hateable. That was fun to watch with the crowd. <laughs> well, like when I say crowd, I mean my friends who had never seen it. But we watched it at their place. And Nicholas Holt was so hateable. They hated him so much. And I real and I was just loving every second of it.
1: Yeah. One of the jokes I love is Tyler's bullshit. That's that's one of my favorite parts of the yes, movie.
0: That that's a great one. Yeah. Uh number four, my favorite comedy of the year. Here he goes. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. There you go. Go ahead, bud. This movie. It's so likable. Mm -hmm. It's so cute. There are some great jokes at the beginning of the movie. Um, But ultimately, by the time you reach the end, it's a very sad and I don't want to say existential movie, but it does deal with the idea of loneliness or separation. And all those things really do come forward in what I would say is a very effective way throughout the movie. You're ultimately just following a shell and this documentarian who's following him around. But they do uh, do a lot of fun stuff in the house themselves. I like the way that they sort of create their own ecosystem with the other creatures that are there, the way that they use like a hamster ball or whatever they used. Uh, It was a tennis ball, the way they used a tennis ball to (laughs) sort of traverse the house and all that stuff. I thought it was all really imaginative. Um, But at the end of the day, I did really... Fall in love with this character and the movie and what they wanted to achieve with it, so it's one that I recommend to everyone. I think it's a very easy movie to like. Mm -hmm. Then, number three, we're into the top three, folks. Oh, boy! Number three is going to be The Fablemans. This is a movie that I saw a couple weeks back. Um, I saw this at a movie theater in a mall because that's the only place they were showing it. And it was packed out. Really? I Yes. It was packed.
1: What was the median For, age in that auditorium? Easily 60. <laughs> easily that's, 60. That's how I know I'm seeing a good movie at the theater I go to is if it's all old people there.
0: Yeah. I wanted to see it in a better theater, but I mean, that's the only place they were showing it really. Yep. Um, so I saw it there and pretty much within the first five, 10 minutes I fell in love. Mm -hmm. And then as it kept going, I was like, no, I really do like this movie a lot. Uh, Spielberg really pours his heart out into this one. And I wasn't a fan of Spielberg's last movie, but this one is a lot more my speed. I feel like maybe it drags on a little bit too much. And sometimes it can be a bit overdramatic. But at the end of the day, the main conceit is, hell yeah, I love making movies. And Mm -hmm. that just really speaks to me. So I really Mm -hmm. do love it.
1: Yeah. I'll have more to say about a couple of these in a few minutes. Yep.
0: Coming in at number two. Mm -hmm. Now here's where things get a bit dicey. Number two is going to be. Everything everywhere all at once does not make number one, folks. I am so sorry. Everything everywhere all at once. What can be said about this movie that hasn't been said? It's wildly creative. It has great performances from Ki-Hui Kwan and Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Su, who should be the front runner for supporting actress for this movie. But currently it seems to be Jamie Lee Curtis, which I don't really get. Um, I love this movie. I've seen it twice, I think. Um, I think it does some really inventive stuff with the idea of a multiverse. What I like about it isn't um is that it's not just cosmetic of like oh now they're in a different place it it can be at times but what i love about it is we spend time with evelyn when she's a movie star and how that affected her life and her whole world with uh wayman um uh, in the movie i like that we spend time where it's her and jamie lee curtis character and we see the different dynamic dynamic that happens there and what that universe has to show evelyn i felt like a lot of the universes in this movie were in the service of the characters and showing a different side of them that we might not see with the primary focus or like the primary uh version of these characters um So I really loved that. I think there's some great action in this. I love the visuals and sucked into a bagel is very just catchy. I think by the end of it, when we go through the whole idea of a generational trauma, but b also what we put out into the world comes back to us. I think that all works. Um, But that is going to be my number two movie of the year. I have nothing to say. Okay.
1: <laughs> I've talked about that movie enough. Okay. Okay. So five, right? Mm-hmm. So five was one that you touched on a second ago, which was Marcel, the Shell with shoes on. Uh, I, I do agree with your assessment. I think that it's the funniest movie of the year. Unexpectedly. So I don't think I was expecting it to be like overly serious or anything, but I was not prepared to laugh at it as much as I ended up laughing. So that was, I think that was part of why I had such a blast with it, but at its core it has so much heart. I like it's the whole movie. I was just kind of taken aback by because when I saw the trailers, I was like, yeah, this looks like kind of a quirky little A24 kind of thing where it tries to be really cute. And it just succeeded all of that, which I was honestly kind of surprised about. And a pleasant surprise, I think, is what I would say about it. And that goes a long way with me, I think, as it did with Prey earlier in a totally different way. This one also pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. me. And yeah, I I love the core relationship between uh, our between Marcel and the documentarian that she lives with and everything. Everything with them is very charming, very cute, and just an easy, easy, easy watch. I love that movie. Uh, lost my place here. Number four, another one you just mentioned a second ago, The Fablemans. Uh This got knocked down recently, um, but I'm still a huge fan of this movie. I will agree with you that it gets a little too dramatic in points. I specifically think of Michelle Williams in a couple scenes of that movie just <laughs> overcooking it yep. a little bit. Um She's a great actress, but sometimes she just overdoes it. And I think it happens a couple times in this movie. Um, not to say that the performance as a whole is bad, but it's got a couple moments that I just think go a little too far in the melodramatic direction for my own liking. But on the whole, I do love that I just love this movie. It's not just because it's about movies and it's about someone who was clearly passionate about making movies from the beginning. There's a lot more to it than that. I love the way that he I don't even know how to describe it. Just the way, almost how voyeuristic it feels with the way he captures everything with his divorce uh, or with his mm-hmm. parents' divorce, I should say. Uh, just like he's there for all of it. And it took him so long to actually process what he was really thinking and going through in his own head at the time. Like, he was capturing all this footage and stuff and he didn't realize how, like just didn't see what was happening right in front of his eyes. And I did think all that was super effective. And I don't have his name, but the um, the kid who played Spielberg as a teenager, I thought was fantastic. I'm gonna look at him up real quick because I do want to shout him out. Gabriel labelle There we go. Yeah. Yeah, he was fantastic. He's got a couple great scenes. There's a couple uh, there's one scene in particular that is all over Twitter that has been for a couple weeks. Uh that's a great scene, the scene at the dance. I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. there's a lot of like fun silly stuff along the way too, not just the final scene which a lot of people have talked about which is silly. Um but there's there's just a lot of cool fun stuff in this movie as well and it does it's the not a great beach day. Get, yeah. Um, and just everything with his girlfriend character, I think is funny. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's funny when it needs to be, it's serious when it needs to be. Um, and I think it's pretty effective at pretty much everything it tries. A couple moments I don't care for, and it's a little too long, but I love the aesthetic of a lot of late Spielberg stuff. Um, personally, I know a lot of people don't care for the cinematography of some of his newer stuff quite as much, but it works for me and I love his movies and this was a really good Spielberg movie because I also didn't care as much for his last one. And the one before that I didn't think was good either. Uh, Ready player one. So Um, I'm glad, I'm glad to see a great Spielberg movie uh, again. This one was obviously deeply personal to him. He just lost both his parents a couple years ago. So this is felt like the time for him to do it. And I, I don't know. It just really worked for me. And we seem to be in agreement about that. Yes. Okay. So at number three, we have a movie that climbed the another movie that climbed the rankings pretty high on a second viewing, uh, not number one, Harley. I'm sorry, but it is Avatar: The Way of Water. It did not get Ooh. all the way up there. It did not quite get all the way up there. There's some there's some goofy stuff. Some of the goofy stuff I do enjoy. Some of it I don't. We've talked about this movie a lot. We talked about it on the last episode, I think, uh, or the one before. Um, so I don't need yes, to go into further depth about it than I already have. Really, um, I think I will say. The second time I saw it was in IMAX and not Dolby, which meant that I did not have the high frame rate. It was consistent throughout the entire movie, and that definitely helped the overall experience. And I think it's going to look gorgeous in 2D when I actually watch it at home on Blu-ray or 4K, whatever they release it in, because the first movie never got a 4K Blu-ray. They never uh, reprinted one for it. So um, this one, he's really weird about formats when it comes to home video, so I assume it'll have a 4K, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, Long story short, I think it's going to look beautiful in 2D at home, because the first movie I think looks even like the most breathtaking that first movie looks is when it's at home on Blu-ray in my own weird opinion, I guess, because I'm not a 3D person at all. But yeah, it worked more for me the second time and I just love the ambition of everything. It doesn't drag for me. There's a couple little parts that I don't care for that we've discussed, but yeah, big fan, big fan. Not quite number one of the year. There we go. Uh, let's see, what is number two? Number two is the one that you already mentioned. So you know what number one's going to be now. Uh, the Banshees of Any Sharon. This was maybe my favorite script of the entire year with a couple of my favorite performances of the entire year. Um, I don't remember if it won, but it was nominated for the Comedy Award at the Golden Globes, which always. It won. It won? Okay. It won. I've, I love the Comedy Award because it's never for a movie that's <laughs> actually a comedy. Um, I know it's comedy slash musical, but yeah. Uh, this movie's funny. It's got a lot of funny lines, it's got a lot of good deliveries, uh, but it's the saddest movie I've seen this entire year. Like, it depressed me to no end by the end of the movie um like colin farrell is just he breaks my heart in this movie because he's so dopey but he's also so likable like he's clearly not smart and that's a lot of the crux of the dynamic between the two those two characters is that he everyone knows he's not smart and brendan gleason's the only person to kind of be upfront about it with him and it's just heartbreaking a lot of the scenes between them and the length that that relationship goes uh over the course of the movie is so drastic and ultimately so unnecessary that i end up just feeling really really sad when the credits roll in on this one but it's a good mm-hmm. kind of sad where i'm still i still love the movie that i just watched and i will still gladly watch it again i kind of want to watch it again already um so that's a good sign and yeah, yeah just a huge fan of this one
0: and that's what i mean when i say like it's an easy watch yeah. it's obviously very serious and it ends very somberly but i do feel the dynamics and the script are very likable to ultimately make you buy into the story so that by the time it does get to the end it's a gut punch mm-hmm. and that leaves our number one do we want to just say it at the same time i think we have the same one. Oh, <laughs> oh you're
1: cutting off it's horrible timing oh god oh no oh i think we might be good okay all
0: right uh do you want to just say number one at the same time yeah, let's do another countdown. All right. Three, two, one. Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. Who would have guessed? I've seen this movie four times this year. I have not. Is I've it? seen it three times. And once again, I should make this clear. This is the movies that I enjoyed the most for the year. Because I know people are mad that everything, ever all at once was number two for me. And it's not even on Nick's list, but it's number two for me. Uh, I have turbocharged feelings when I watch this movie. It is so fun, it just throws you right into it immediately. Uh, the shot with the dark star going over mm-hmm. Ed Harris's head, like oh, cinema. Oh, my God. It's so good. The cinematography in this movie, I think, is really good. Um, I love the action sequences in it. There's not really much that I can say that I haven't said already. So I won't just go watch this movie, in my opinion. It's a very fun movie to watch. And I love it for that reason.
1: Yeah, you've been talking with a lot of qualifiers as to why you feel almost ashamed of putting this at number one. Um, I, I feel no shame and I will gladly put this at number one and I will gladly scream into the streets about how much I love this movie because it's silly, like inherently to an extent, and it's not as serious or maybe as, as mind blowing as other movies that you might see, but it is a pitch perfect blockbuster in pretty much every way for me. Um, I love the way it's shot. Like we were just talking about the shot with a dark star ascending above Ed Harris is like a transcendent movie moment that gives me goosebumps and makes me tear up legitimately and not much does that for me it's just so perfect at what it at what it's trying to be that like i don't feel the need to try and give all these qualifiers as to why i like it more it, it's just i just think it's phenomenal like just straight up without any um without judging it on any curve because of the genre that it is compared to other genres it's just fantastic mm. filmmaking to me i'm i'm a big sucker for tom cruise action movies and this is the best one he's ever made to me maybe by a significant margin, honestly. And I love the Mission Impossible movies. I love several of those movies and other ones that he's made, other action movies he's made over the years. But this is just pitch perfect to me. Like it's exactly what I want because at at my core growing up and even today, if I see a great blockbuster like that is better for me than any other kind of movie I see. I know I get a little pretentious sometimes with a lot of my takes, but when I see a great, great blockbuster, nothing hits for me like that. And this is the best one I've seen in years and years and years. So- Yep, Top Gun Maverick. It's pretty good.
0: There we go. Those are our picks for our favorite movies of the year. Obviously, we had some overlap. We had, I think, more overlap than I was expecting. Probably. But uh, those are our picks for the year. Ultimately, it was a pretty decent year for movies and hopefully 2023 is better. I don't know how much better, but hopefully it's better. Yeah, there's
1: there's more big stuff that I'm kind of interested in this year than there was last year. So at least for stuff that we know is coming out well in advance, that's going to get some hype. There's a little more stuff I was, I'm was i interested in than there was last year. But yeah, last year kind of disappointed me in a lot of ways, even though it had a couple couple big movies that I really liked uh, by the end of it. But yeah, I was a little disappointed overall, and I'm hoping this year is better.
0: Yeah. Can't wait to go see Barbie and then Oppenheimer back to back.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Seeing that Barbie trailer before Avatar when I didn't know when it hadn't been released yet and I didn't know that it was Barbie was one of the strangest experiences I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Before we wrap up our favorite things of the year, I want to go through my favorite shows of the year. I have four of them. Nick, can you name one of them? Shows?
1: Hmm. well I know one of them I'm just trying to see if I can name up to four of them are these all shows that premiered this year or last year
0: yes one two three four sorry wait one two three four yes yes they all premiered last year okay does
1: Andor make the cut
0: Andor does indeed make the cut Uh, Mm -hmm. these aren't in any particular order these are just four shows that I liked
1: so the bear is obvious, and the other two, mm-hmm. the other two, I'm not thinking of right now. I don't think you put any Marvel shows on that list. No, 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 not, n- no. nothing like Hawkeye this no. year. No. um, yeah, I'm not the TV guy, so I'm blanking now. Uh,
0: there are two anime. If that makes it easier for you, one of them it does. Uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk Adventures is on my list. I thought that was twenty one for some reason. Mm-mm.
1: Okay, I can't place the last one. I'm sorry.
0: I would go get the shirt, but it's so far away, and I don't <laughs> want to show my legs on stream. Uh, Spy Family, Spy okay. Family came out this year, and it was a very fun time. Me and Elena bought shirts for Spy Family, and we sent them in the Discord at the same time. It's so fun. It's a very cute show. Nick, you might like it. It's on uh, Hulu. I would highly recommend it. It's a very fun show. And I really, I feel like I've said fun a lot and I don't want it to sound like (laughs) derogatory or anything like that, but I do mean it when I say it's fun. (laughs) Like it's adorable. It's got very funny moments. I use a lot of the gifts from that show from Anya just because they're so good. So yeah, Spy Family, highly recommend it.
1: Okay, I might watch it.
0: Nope, no promises because it's me with TV, so. This is true. Nick will be the dog. Yes, the dog named Bond. Okay. But that is all I have for the year.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that I want to mention. Um, Maybe just a broad question that might apply to any of the stuff we've mentioned. Any backlog stuff, movies, TV, games that you got into last year that you've been putting off for a while that you're a huge fan of?
0: That is a great question. Let me go open up my Steam. And mo- movies I'm played. not going to mention all the movies that I saw
1: for the first time that I dug cuz that's going to be a lot, but
0: I don't and, know what I watched this year <laughs> if for movies outside yeah. of like my list that I can name. Uh Almost Famous actually. I like I really liked Almost Famous. Yep. That was okay. a very fun game to play. I have not seen that in um, years, but I loved it at the time. Home closer tiny dancer um, nothing there. Uh, I don't really think so. Okay. Or at least nothing that like I'd want to mention. Uh, PlayStation. No, I mean I played a couple hours of Final Fantasy 7 so there was that. But it wasn't. I never got super into it to begin with. Okay. Uh, um, anything else? Anything on my movie list over there? no no i think that's it okay
1: i had a um i remember gears of war that i played last year i played oh games. yeah you did well not all those i played the first one before but the rest of the series i played for the first time i skipped judgment but uh yeah two and three are great that, that's my take I, I i i at least like all of them but two and three are the best ones for sure um mm-hmm. i was trying to think of other games i got into last year that i hadn't played before
0: um, I know, i'm trying to think as well
1: link between worlds i loved on the 3ds i finally played that i have been putting it off for a long time oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah, a for us game wise i'm yeah that's for us as far as games go i'm sure there's a couple i'm forgetting but those were the main ones that i remember gears of war was like my big project
0: of getting through all those i mean i played turnip boy Commit to tax evasion this year and that was fun that was a short little two-hour adventure Uh, let me see. Let me go to my recently played games and see what's on here. None of those. None of those. No, no, no. Does not look likely. Gonna be honest with you. Uh, Slay the Spire, I guess. I'd been looking at that one for a while, but I finally played that one. So that was fun. Okay. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Uh, I mean, I went through that whole like Lego binge where I was just playing a bunch of Lego games back to back to back. How many of those were new to you? Uh, Lego Ninjago movie, the Lego movie video game, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, Lego The Hobbit, um, uh, Lego Batman 3. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but I've never played that. And then I started Lego DC Super Villains, but I okay. have to restart that. Because I guess my save is gone for some reason.
1: Okay. Uh, one I'll mention. I think it was, I at least played part of it at the beginning of 2022. Jedi Fallen Order was a pleasant surprise.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. Can't wait for the sequel to that one.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Just want to mention that. I'm looking through my Xbox history. And I'm pretty sure if the episode where I talked about that was, yeah, it was it was during the Scream 5 episode. So it would have been 2022.
0: Mm. There you go. I was saying, how's Persona 5 going? I started Persona 5. You did. I did. how far far are you uh i am about to go to the school for the first time with the dude so maybe like an hour
1: yeah i played a little more than that i played this the first sequence at the school i loved what i played at that game and then i got distracted with work and other stuff and um yeah it's still there on game pass for now if i want to go back to it which i do intend to but elden ring kind of took over the uh, single player binge time that persona was meant to have was what happened there i do want to get back to it because i did enjoy the first couple hours that i played yep uh yeah that looks like it for me um yeah a couple games i played here and there no man's sky we had a fun weekend of playing that um Mm -hmm. and then i totally forgot about that game and neglected it for the rest of time but i had a couple a fun couple days with that
0: exactly yeah you're looking forward to for spoken i am i don't think nick is because i don't think he can play it on anything yeah
1: not yet uh, that's a that's a PS5 no, exclusive. I don't right? think
0: I can play it on anything. Those those PC spec requirements are ridiculous. F. Nick, for the like preferred specs, they want you to get a 4080 card or 4090 card. What are those going for right now? And also how easy are they to get? Uh expensive. Mm-hmm. It is Redonculous! what that game is asking for. But Ridunculus. that's the Power of Unreal Engine 5, folks. Uh, let me just type in for spoken uh, PC. Uh, PC requirements for ultra settings. They want you to get a 4080 uh, with 16 gigs of RAM and then 32 gigs of RAM as well. And that's for 4K at 60 uh, FPS. Okay. The recommended settings for 1440 at 30 FPS, they want you to have a 30 a 3070 with 24 gigs of RAM. It is wild.
1: <laughs> and what do you have exactly?
0: Uh, 2070. Okay. I am way, way, way bit, behind.
1: A little bit behind, yeah.
0: Yeah, I can play the game on low settings, on the minimum settings. But will you do that? Probably not. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for it. I'm interested in it. I should say.
1: Yeah, I forgot about it, and I saw an ad for it yesterday. Or the day before, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that game," and I couldn't remember if it was coming to Xbox or not. Which it's not. No. So in the interim, Xbox Series X is all I have to play, you no know, big games like that. But PS5 watch is continuing. We'll see if it happens. I uh requested. I opted in to get the invite to get one from Amazon because that's where I'll be buying it because that's what I have a gift card for. Um, mm-hmm. and I have not received the invite yet. So I'm curious when that'll happen. I was told the stock issues are subsiding, but that's not the case gotcha. at least at Amazon yet.
0: Yeah. We'll see. One yeah. last thing that I will show since, since technically it was a 2022 thing that I received in 2023. Let me turn off my camera real quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Look at me. And I'll be right me. back.
0: I'm the star of the show who needs the other guy's face
1: when we have me how oh, we doing in the chat folks let's kill some time while May's doing stuff do a quick nut q a get your questions down in the chat jay says nut quick hit a sports take um this weekend is going to be chiefs eagles Bengals, and diners that's my sports take best sports moment of 2022 hmm it's tough well, for me personally, it was the Jayhawks game, the national championship, is what I have to say. Um, that was a fantastic game and a great comeback, too. Like, objectively, like, a fantastic game. Yeah, KU winning the Natty. Yeah, that, that would be it. There's some other great stuff to happen. Um, I mean, the Chiefs had a fun year. They had some great games. The Chiefs beating the Niners by multiple possessions. It was, it was a pretty great game. I think we can all agree. Manny's back. Hi, Manny.
0: We're talking sports. I am back. So, Y'all know I love Avatar The Last Airbender.
1: Oh, this. Okay.
0: Um. Go ahead. Yes. So I backed a campaign back in 2021 for an Avatar tabletop role-playing game. And I got so many things. I got the steel book. Bro, I wish. I <laughs> look at that steel book. I look at that steel book all the time and I'm like, I don't need it. Uh, but I backed the campaign and I got. Almost all of my stuff here. So I just <laughs> want to show it off because I'm very happy about it. So we have a dice bag. Okay. Ooh, look at you. It's got all of the different elements on it. And then inside are a bunch of dye, as you can see here. Maybe, maybe there is where I should put it. Um... But they have different elements for them. They're for different specific, like, elemental. Oh, God. Uh, uh, like, classes and stuff and abilities that you can use. So I'm really happy about those. I love die. Then, we also received... We received <clears throat> hiccups. No. That's me just gasping for air. Okay. We also received a nice map, everyone. I love maps. Look at this bad boy. Let me look at it.
1: Fill the frame with that map, Manny. You do the opposite of that, but that's okay. That is a cool map. I'm sorry.
0: Boom. (laughs) So now I have a map. He has a map. Throw it back there. We got a pie show tile. Those of you who know what this means in the show. Very happy. I have four of these. I was supposed to get three and they sent me four. So shh, no one needs to know about that. Is that legal? I, I don't, Can they I don't do know. that? Oh, He's white.
1: <laughs> how did it, that not make either of our lists? Simply how did it not make the list? It was
0: never going to make <laughs> no. any of my lists. No, 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 no. Uh, then we also have a combat action deck. So it basically like tells you what stances you're in or any status effects, any of that kind of stuff. I like, I need to get these sleeved though. So let me put these in the box. Oh my God. I'm so sorry cards. Okay. All those get plugged into there. Then starting to round out everything. We have these notebooks on this nice material that I do enjoy. Um, and then they're just blank on the inside. But I have five of these. So here's one. Here's number two. This is for water bending, obviously. Obviously. So then we have number three, which is earth bending. Number four, which is fire bending. And number five, which is air bending. So I really love those. And then here's one of the big kahunas that I got. This is uh, like an adventure booklet uh, with some more stories inside, some more characters that you can put into the world. And it's more like playbooks for you to play as. So you open it up. And boom, got some nice art there. I like the paper, trying not to bend the book too much, uh, but got a lot of stuff for you to read there. I can read all of it right now. But I'm missing arguably the most important thing yeah, could you tell me the rules the of
1: this game? It's d and d no, okay. I was making a joke about the <laughs> rule book, bro. You, you stepped on my
0: joke, yeah, you see, I would make a I would be able to tell you about the rules if I had them
1: If I, only I, don't, had have them. The core,
0: I don't have the core rule book
1: how did How did they miss that? I don't no, know. no disrespect. I'm not not trying to be mean to the people who package that for you, but come on, how do you miss like the I most know. important part?
0: I'm so sad and I'm sad because it's a special cover as well,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but, but, but here's the good thing. I should hopefully get it at some point. Uh, but what I wanted to say was that all of this cost me $110 or whatever, right? To get everything together. My book alone, the one that I'm missing cost, uh, I think like $80. So I'm glad that I did that. (laughs) And I didn't wait until it was public because I got everything for a massive discount. Mm-hmm. You've been waiting but for this game
1: basically since we met.
0: Summer 2021 Yes. Yeah. how long I have been waiting for the this. The
1: entire length of this podcast, maybe a little bit before, probably a little bit before, I think, was when you yes, first
0: talked about before. this.
1: That's insane. It's been a long time.
0: It's been a long time. That's not how this but song yes. goes. I know it's day. I don't care. I don't care. Fast 10 next year, guys. Fast in your seatbelts.
1: It's this year now. This year.
0: Sorry. Excuse
1: excuse you. It's Fast X. Excuse you. It it should be
0: Fast in your seatbelts.
1: It should. Or at least Fast 10, as I argued, like just capitalizing the F and the T. Yes.
0: But it's Fast X. It's so stupid. Anyways, those are our list of things we were excited for or that we enjoyed in 2022.
1: Do we want to do a, a little look ahead to this year in terms of media? See what we're I don't hy- know. I, f- I,
0: feel like, I feel like you've told me the release schedule for movies about three times in the last two weeks. I will open IMDB. I will do it right okay. now. Um, I know that I'm excited for Guardians 2. Three. Uh, I mean three. Um Mission Impossible and Dune 2, Shazam, Spider Man Across the Spider-Verse. Those are the only ones I know. Excuse
1: you, sir. John Wick Chapter 4 is out this year.
0: John Wick Chapter 4. Yep. I, I think it's in one. March.
1: March is a pretty good month. We got Scream 6 as well.
0: Um, yep, Scream 6. Completely forgot about that one, too. Yeah.
1: I'm personally excited for
0: Indiana Jones. I'm not am. not excited for it.
1: It looks better I than just, I
0: thought it would, so
1: my initial feelings are more optimistic than I thought, and I do generally enjoy James Mangold, Gold, so i'm, a li- I I'm cautiously Bangles. excited for it right now i don't think i'll hate it like i i'm famous last night no, no, i know no. but i don't expect it to be god-awful and i don't even think the last one was god-awful either to be honest with you but um yeah i'm looking forward to it that's coming out the day before my birthday so i'm that's a nice little birthday treat for me
0: yeah i i it's not that i think it looks bad i i said this before for some reason i feel like it looks too clean
1: It does. And And you think it
0: looks dirtier than what you expected. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, some of
1: it looks really good and some of it just looks like bad green screen stuff, which they have time to clean up and I'm sure some of it will be. That's, you know, everyone always jumps to the fence of any effects driven movie or they're like, well, the effects aren't finished yet. That's what they always say. And I'm hoping it looks a little cleaner and by the time it actually gets released, but wouldn't be surprised if the alternative is the case.
0: Yeah. So I'm still waiting to see on that one, but that's all Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll see it, and hopefully it's good. It's not going to break my heart if it's not or anything.
0: Exactly. Um, Teenage 3? Mutant Ninja Turtles comes out this year. That's it? Oh, is that the Seth broken one? Yes, it is. Mutant Mayhem.
1: Is that a Paramount exclusive, or is that going in theaters?
0: I believe that's theaters.
1: Okay. I can never remember now.
0: Uh yeah, you said something before. Creed, Creed 3 is what I was saying.
1: Yeah, I love, oh, I especially love the first one, but I, I'm a big Creed 2 supporter and Defender, um, and Creed 3 looks really good. I'm curious about Michael B. Jordan behind the camera as well. It seems like, well, I know Stallone's not involved in these anymore, and I don't know if Ryan Coogler even has a producer credit in this one. I think he's less involved than he even was for Creed 2, so that might be a little concerning, but I'm I'm a big fan of both those movies, so I will see that one. Yes, yeah. See, I'm looking through Letterboxd, not IMDb. So I'm, These are not in order um yeah across spider-verse mission possible those are probably my top two um in terms of ones that i'm both excited for and actually expect to totally deliver because there's other stuff that you know you get excited for but you kind of deep down have a have a bad feeling about like indiana jones uh how, how that was for me for years but these two movies i'm supremely confident
0: in which were sorry uh
1: spider-verse and uh mission possible ah yes I... they were my they were my top two most anticipated for 2022 <laughs> then they both <laughs> got last pushed. year
0: yeah yeah how many times has that happened to us we're like we're excited for this one gets delayed <laughs> gets delayed starfield was the same starfield
1: um, breath of the wild 2 i think i don't know if it ever got officially I like kn- said it was going to be 2022 but yeah yeah i had a bad feeling about it but i was still hopeful that it would be out um yeah i just mentioned two games that i'm going to be anticipating this year right there um
0: Me too? well except for yeah Zelda. i gonna say, i'm gonna be yeah. playing that but
1: uh let's see i'm looking at letterbox now all the major stuff is at the top of course most of the great movies in any year are the stuff in the last three months that you don't know about in january that's how it always goes. yes
0: it is true those will be all the word of mouth movies yep
1: yeah some of the some of the oscar bait will not hit a lot of it will be objectively really good and i'm hoping we get more of that than this year because the fall 2021 was like a magical time for me i think a lot of that was probably because i was the first time in my life, I was driving myself to the movies on a regular basis, so I was seeing more stuff. But there was a ton of great stuff in the last three, four months of of uh, 2021, and I felt less of that this year. So I'm hoping we get back to something like that. Yep. Uh, thoughts on Wonka, Manny? Fuck that
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm probably not going to see it. I have no desire. I'll see
0: it, but I okay. won't be happy about it.
1: Yeah, I don't like him enough for me to go see it just for him, and I'm not attached oh, no, I'm not to that Oh, I'm not seeing property. it for him.
0: Yeah, I'm attached to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You love which... Tim Burton. God, I'm talking about the original, not the okay. Tim Burton one.
1: I think that's the big, big stuff. Like, there's stuff that doesn't look so good that I'm not going to mention, but...
0: Big stuff. Yeah, I don't know. but I feel like those are the ones that I hear the most about. But games, excited for Starfield. Mm-hmm. I... I... <laughs> Todd, don't let me down, please. He'll let me down. Yeah, he will. But, but I mean, just give me a good game. So I'm interested to see what Starfield will be. I'm actually interested in Red, Redfall. I still, I keep hearing different things about it that make me more interested to know what it is going to end up being. So I'm more curious about that game. That I am, let's say, optimistic. Okay. For spoken, I'm really interested in spider-man 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 it's supposed to be this year yep yeah, fall this year okay
1: I will I play it the other-
0: who knows who knows yeah, if we'll I'll be able if- to get a PS5 in time because yeah. I also have to pay for Wangercon
1: yeah we don't have the little uh tip jar here but uh let's get made to Wangercon folks
0: yeah I'm trying to get to Wangercon have to get a job God it's been hard you uh yeah, no, I don't care about that. I'm caring about. I want to get a job. Like so pay for WarnerCon. Yes, Redfall is the arcade game. Oh, uh, Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Jedi Survivor. That's one that I want to play. Um, uh, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora is also this year.
1: Yeah, they don't have a date for it. I was thinking it was the spring, but they never really they never gave an actual. No, date it got for it.
0: delayed. Yeah. <laughs> so now so, it's just within the next fiscal year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'll be like a 7.5 out of 10 Ubisoft open world game. That gets little brownie points because I do enjoy the world inherently. But yeah, I mean, I don't expect it'll be like a game of the year contender, but I expect it to be pretty decent.
0: Are you going to play Hogwarts Legacy? No. Yeah, me
1: neither. I haven't even like, like putting aside all that stuff for just a second. I haven't even like looked into it very much because it was just always going to be a no. Like I don't even know if it looks good, like from a gameplay standpoint, because I legit just haven't watched any footage whatsoever.
0: Definitely not my kind of thing yeah um but there's that forza motorsport which i don't play i'm more of a horizon person
1: i've never played a motorsport so i'll give it a shot because if it's on game pass then i will definitely give it a shot although microsoft might be falling apart or at least the the games division of microsoft might be falling apart
0: no that wasn't just the games division that was everything
1: Mm.
0: okay all of microsoft 343 got hit the hardest yeah but still ten thousand people laid off isn't just the games division no 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 no.
1: yeah i know there's more to it than that but that was a lot of the big news that we saw today pertaining to xbox related stuff because that's what hit the gaming circles Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think we're getting that halo 5 camp or a halo infinite campaign dlc just to get i don't think so either (laughs) yeah that always seemed i think like a pie in the sky idea to me anyway Even though they were working toward it. I never expected it.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yep. I don't know what Xbox really has this year except Forza right now.
0: Maybe I think Indiana Jones will be next year.
1: Hmm?
0: I said I think Indy will be next year.
1: Oh, the Indiana Jones game?
0: Yeah. I think that ends up next year. yeah
1: i'm I'm mildly curious you don't care at all i wonder if we get i hope we'll get news of some capacity about the james bond game this year because it got announced like two and a half years ago and we've heard literally nothing since the initial announcement oh the ioi one yeah like i I looked on the website they're still hiring like big roles for that game on their website maybe they haven't updated in a while but i'm kind of not expecting that game to happen until i see something
0: yeah i'm just assuming it's about uh that's how i feel about star wars eclipse yeah,
1: I I don't I I don't know the upcoming releases for games nearly as well, but there's less. Yeah, there's, me neither. Surprisingly, yeah, there, there's handful stuff that I'm um, like, there's more stuff than I thought I think initially. Um, there's just less. The last couple of years have been rough from from a standpoint of Nintendo releases. When I like 2018, 2019, I was getting like everything the Switch had, and the last couple of years have been slower in that regard. Less stuff I'm interested in. So, other than Zelda, I don't even know anything that they've got this year that I care about right
0: now. Can we get a Ring Fit Adventure stream with Nick this year? No, you could, but you're not going to. Shame. I could
1: do another Switch Sports stream. I won't have the camera on probably, but I can I can play golf if y'all want me to play golf.
0: This is true, you could. <sighs> All right. I think I'm out of things to talk about. Yeah, I think, I think we're good. We're, we're almost two hours on the recording. Yeah, I think this is a good place to stop. Thank you guys for watching and supporting us throughout the year. 2023 will be another year of us doing stuff. Maybe more, maybe less. You'll find out soon enough in 2023. But uh, hope you guys have a good 2023. Hope you guys all achieve your goals in 2023. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.